And welcome to the first episode of Astro Lushes. <laughs> it's Lisa Marie Bazile and Andrea Tallarico. And we're here to talk all things astrology and life and darkness and beauty. And drunkenness. <laughs> and drunkenness. <laughs> which we already are. Thank you, Apothic Wine. Yes, we are big fans of Apothic Red. We buy it all the time. And little known fact, Apothic is run out of Modesto, California, and it is made by a woman. So woman owned. Shout out to women owners and to wine. And, and to being five glasses deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we wanted to tell you guys a little bit about why we started Astro Luscious. I can't even say that word. So why don't you tell them a little bit why we started this, Andy? So Lisa and I have always had this instinct of talking about astrology together. We're both very interested, always have been. And very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And we end up playing these games together of like guessing people's signs and guessing people's charts beyond their signs. Um, because we both have this understanding of like your sun sign that you read in the paper of your basic horoscope is like one part of who you are. It's an important part, mm-hmm. but there's, there's just so much more. There's so much more. And, um, we end up ha- having these like deep, long conversations. Yes. Um, and guessing people correctly and calling people out. And, um, I think that. Everyone deep down likes to hear about themselves. Absolutely. And likes to know about themselves. And I definitely, I definitely started my interest in astrology really young as a way of um, interacting with people to tell them about themselves. Yeah. So I didn't have to talk about myself. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It is an icebreaker in social situations. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the introvert's magic wand. Oh my God, that's exactly it. And something that I think we wanted to do with this podcast was to talk about astrology through the context of real life. So what it really means mm. for you to be moving through some sort of trauma in your life or to be on a creative role and what your sign or your chart can tell you about yourself in those times. Another thing that you might hear on this podcast is our cat, cats. <laughs> um, multiple. Multiple cats. Tabbies. Um, Hank, Lolo, and Beatrix. Which you probably just heard right now. That's Lolo. So those are our familiars, and you might hear them periodically whining because they want attention. So Lisa, why are you qualified to talk about astrology? So I've always had a really intense interest in astrology, and I think, I've for, for one, I'm a Scorpio, November 3rd, and I've always felt deeply connected with my sign, and it's been one of those things that I just believe into my core that I'm the textbook Scorpio of all Scorpios and that's always been something I've really deeply figured into my identity so beyond that I wanted to learn about other people's signs and what it means for them and uh, 
you know, by running a magazine called Luna Luna and writing a book called Light Magic for Dark Times and figuring the occult into all of my poetry, it was sort of just a, a natural interest for me. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Andy? <laughs> I started young with astrology. Uh, my mother, Pisces, um, <laughs> always read our horoscopes out of the newspaper to me. And That's she was amazing. like a proud Pisces. She always really connected to that. And that's, that's one thing. It was just like a fun aspect of our relationship together. But I think I came to astrology in the same way that I came to reading fiction, which is, um, without getting too heavy, like I grew up in a difficult household to say the very least, to understate it as Mm -hmm. much as possible. Um, reading fiction for me was not an escape. It was a way to understand the world and, and how people worked and astrology I found Zolar's book of sun signs when I was like 12 in seventh grade and it was it was a guide it was a map it was a map to understanding how people worked which wasn't something that I was getting from home it was a way that to talk to sense. people about people it was a way to understand how humans functioned together in a way that I wasn't getting I wasn't getting it in my day-to-day experience and so um for me it was um both a way to talk to people in a way that they would be interested in but it was more importantly for me um an understanding that I wasn't gaining in other areas um and I think we're both fairly skeptical people I think Mm -hmm. we're both fairly scientific people like pro-vaxxing like fucking vax your monster children please please um the world is round. <laughs> I mean, and it, not it, might, it might not be. <laughs> You're I mean, fired. Lisa's canceled. Bye. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa's canceled. We are both very drunk. Apothic, what's up? It's um, true, but the truth comes out when you drink. <laughs> I'm a flat earther, guys. So why are we Why are we choosing to make astrolushes? Why are we choosing mm. to do drunk podcasting? It's a great question, and I'm sure, you know, there are actually podcast episodes out there that have done drunk astrology, so we want to do a big shout out to you guys. We know that people go on podcasts and get drunk and talk about things, and um, there's a really great podcast, which I guess we can link in the caption later when I remember the name of it, um, that does, uh, it talks about murder while drunk, and it's, you know, quite funny, of course, naturally, but it's also... It's also a way for people to really get down to the bottom of what they feel. And I think, you know, it relieves you of your inhibitions and it makes everything more emotional and more honest. So I think when Andy and I get together, yes, of course, we are both writers and water signs. So we like to drink, but we've also noticed that the drinking allows us to let our guard down a little bit. I look at drinking uh, very differently from other influences and other... um, chemicals and other reactions I think um drinking is a truth serum mm. I think like the excuse of like I did that when I was drunk and I would never do that sober is is bullshit I think that's 100% bullshit I completely I, agree with I you. think it amplifies however you're feeling in the moment yes it amplifies your actual personality and I think it brings truth um I think um I think that particularly spiritual people and I'm not excluding anyone from that I think that there's um a numbing of the outside world that is sometimes necessary Mm. to reach into the depths yeah and reach into like the intuit 
like the intuitive part of ourselves and into the part of ourselves that like we quiet. Completely. So I don't think anything comes out when drunk that is not naturally already there. I think right. if anything, it's a megaphone right. to the subconscious. Yeah, it's like casting a spell with what's already there. Mm -hmm. The energy is so much more inclined in a certain way. And that's not to say anything about like addiction. No. Or um, you know, I love the sober people in my life. It's it's not about that. I don't think you have to be drunk to t to not tap into that. I just because I'm not an addict. Exactly. I have the privilege mm -hmm. of like experimenting. Exactly, and I think uh, that's a really good point because. Andy and I both come from households where there was addiction in play yes. and we both suffered the consequences and have taken a lot of time in our lives as both writers and people to explore what that means for us mm -hmm. and for the people that we witnessed dealing with that disease. So we mean this in the most respectful way possible and we also, you know, we also are just um, two writers living in New York City who yes. enjoy a glass of wine and want to have fun with that a little bit. So, so Lisa, you're a Scorpio. <laughs> I am the Scorpio of Scorpios. Um, I guess I'm... I'm a Scorpio, and I... <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so hard. Like, how do you describe being... You, I feel like when you say I'm a Scorpio, that just is... That just... You're done. Like you The room is cleared. The yeah, room is cleared. <laughs> Everyone <It's>, has left. <laughs> it's all sex, death, and darkness, and, and deepness. But it's more than that. I think the Scorpio is the sign, literally the sign of transformation. Mm -hmm. And... Um, which is what death is. Which would... Yeah, it's just one It's also what sex layer. is when it's done correctly <laughs> right but when does that happen <laughs> um no I'm kidding my boyfriend is in the other room <laughs> um yeah no I'm I'm very much a Scorpio I am not afraid of looking into the abyss I've always really loved um tapping into my sensual side and those are sort of like the the textbook definitions of Scorpio but I think there's a lot more to that sign they can be extremely loyal very, very, um, very, very loving, very, very dedicated, and it doesn't necessarily mean in the possessive, jealous ways that everybody makes a Scorpio out to be. I think if you're a self-actualized Scorpio and you work on yourself, you mm -hmm. can bring out some of those really complex, beautiful layers. And then my moon is in Cancer, so like you, Andy, I really, really cherish home and safety and stability and love, but it's more than that. I'm just emotional, intuitive. I can connect with people. Mm -hmm. I'm empathic by nature. And my rising is a Capricorn, so I get shit done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, work, where's that money? Where's my check? Where's I'm paying this rent. I'm getting on this bill, except that I totally neglect my student loans, but that's a totally different story. The student loans <laughs> deny all astrology yeah. and, and just, peaceful existence. It's outside of the realm of mm -hmm. all good things and hope. And what about you? So I'm a Cancer, and I feel like we get a real. We also get a bad rap. Can Scorpio gets a bad rap, and like, oh, they're so badass they're and terrifying. Yeah. Cancer gets this like pathetic thing oh, of yeah. like, you're just like cozy mommies who want to make a good home, <laughs> and we're just so sweet, and we're just so like gentle and, and and like we're represented by the crab with these claws we are claws right. first people Why are you forgetting about those pincers they're, they're so real and yeah. I, I i think of cancers and i think of like the emblematic cancer women who i look up to and i think of like frida Kahlo. i think of courtney love i think of 
Meryl Streep. I think of Julia Roberts. I think of even like Princess Di. Very gentle. Very gentle. Princess Di was like, "Fuck you, royal family. Uh-huh. I'm gonna speak my. I gotta mind. be my. I gotta be my own person." She's like, "I am the people's princess. Mm-hmm. What now?" Yep. Loved it. And I just, um, <laughs> I think, I think a lot of astrology feels very reductive. Um, I'm proud to be an emotional cancer. Mm. I think our vulnerability is our strength. Mm. Yeah. And it's why we make good artists and good writers and good actors. And Sir Edmund Hillary, the first person to ever climb Mount Everest successfully, cancer. That's amazing. Um, but so I'm a cancer son, obviously. My moon is in Pisces, which is like the dreamiest, most intuitive sign, which means my feelings are really bound into my dreams and intuition. And my rising, so your rising is like how you present to the world. I am saved by my rising Sagittarius. (laughs) It brings fire. It brings action. It's the catalyst. It's the reason I'm not like constantly at home crying. (laughs) I mean, I'm often at home crying (laughs) but when I'm not it's because my Sagittarius is rising and I'm so grateful for it and I also I also want to speak to the fact that this is the first episode so we're laying down some groundwork but Lisa and I come from a background of magic Lolo is so vocal I gotta let my cat out of the room you guys Lolo needs to be free (laughs) set your familiar free he's a tiny cancer (laughs) he is Lolo is also a cancer um, so for me, this is Andy speaking, um, strega is a, is, is a term for like Italian folk witches, uh, who are often tied into being Catholic and being mothers and being wives and being, um, expected to keep a household running. But the strega women... How do we, how would you say it, Lisa? You have it in your family too. Oh, I think the Strega women are fierce, matriarchal creators of their own destiny. They take their pain and suffering and use their own inner powers of manifestation and desire to create change. And mm-hmm. that might be through food. It might be through creating like a little altar in their home, and yeah, like obviously it's all woven with that Catholic uh, tradition, but it's a way of taking, uh, making autonomy and it's owning, taking, it's owning power for yourself. Exactly. I, I think most Italian women, and I speak as a person who comes from that background, um, I think most Italian women were living in a, an extremely patriarchal society. Yeah. Um, Catholicism is literally patriarchy literally. enacted. Um, and so having the ability to cook a meal for people that you love and make it affect them or having the ability to make someone feel safe through taking the maloki or the evil eye off of them through, you know, kitchen magic with olive oil and red-handled scissors and hot water. Um, Having the ability to see what's outside the realm of possibility and exploring that is a form of power that they weren't allowed anywhere else. Absolutely. And another thing I think that's so interesting is that our our grandparents and our parents and probably our great-grandparents mm-hmm. even lived in the time when the mafia was reigning all over Sicily. Yeah. So we're Sicilian-Italian, 
or we, I mean, basically. I'm Calabrese and Sicilian, okay. yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'm toe of the boot and Sicilian. Yeah. Same, southern, same southern, idea. Southern Italy. Like, you know, the mafia was running the show there, and it was like if they turned up, like, you had to do what they said. Mm-hmm. So I think for them, living there and then coming to the States, it was very much a way for our grandmothers to absolutely, like you said, take back that power. And also just, like, you know, women, I think these women, like, weren't, going to just say like fuck you vafanculo to like everybody mm-hmm. outwardly but they did it in their quiet ways like you said stirring a pot of pasta or something like that so anyway we've we've got this running through our blood so i think in this effort to tap into our heritage and honor it part of that is doing this podcast it's yeah talking about magic and the beautiful liminal quiet things that happen around us and in the skies and in our souls and our I, blood <laughs> I, 100% I feel like my Sicilian great-grandmother Maria Maria Mancuso her name literally means in Sicilian left-handed and sinister mm, I love it is like right here with us and really excited about this podcast so with that <laughs> with that all that heavy talk we're also going to be very lighthearted. definitely and fun. Yeah. We are going to be so fun that <laughs> we're going to knock your socks off. <laughs> so let's start with, okay, we talk about astrology in the pop culture world all the time. Yes. Because because to be serious, like, pop culture is anthropology. Yes. It's zeitgeist. It's, it's um, analyzing literally, like, the, the modern world in which we live. Yeah, absolutely. And taking it seriously. And I just, I don't think that's shallow, and I don't think that's silly, and no. I wonder about everybody's zodiac sign. I want to know everybody's zodiac sign all the time. I completely agree. And I think one of the most interesting things with the zodiac is that even if you don't believe that these these characteristics are aligned with you or they're true, what they are, they're sort of like, they, for, they function sort of like a tarot card. So you can pull them and you're forced to contemplate mm-hmm. what X means within the context of your life. Mm-hmm. So if you look at an amazing lady like Beyonce and you look at her chart and you see that she's got that Scorpio moon in there. Which I predicted. <laughs> which you always get everything correct, but that's for <laughs> another minute, a minute away from now. We'll go into Andy's genius. Um... We we can we can look and see what does a scorp what does it mean when there's a Scorpio placement in your chart there does it mean does it mean like you're going to be naturally more sexual does it mean you're willing to look into the darkness what does it mean and what does it mean for society so I think even if you don't believe there's a lot of um, opportunity to like question and reflect and reflect yeah exactly I mean fucking I'm long winded <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we've been drinking that apothic. Drinking that apothic. <laughs> drink, drink, drinking that apothic. Drink, drink, drinking that apothic. Drink. So, that leads well into our our weekly. Our, our no, we're not even doing this weekly. We're like maybe by we're bi weekly, you guys. This leads into our recurring segment, yeah. which is analyze a Rihanna lyric. Yes. Astrologically, mm-hmm. so Rihanna is a Pisces queen. She's a Pisces queen. She's a queen of the underworld. She's Persephone personified. Oh. I love it. Mm-hmm. She really is. And today we're going to talk about 
Work, 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 because which is the sexiest music video I've ever seen. Ever seen? I don't know how she does that thing with her ass. I don't either. It's physically impossible and so impressive. She's an incredibly talented and inspirational lady. So okay, let's start with like, what's a Pisces to you? Ooh, I feel like you're better equipped. You know a lot. I mean, I know a lot of Pisces, but... Pisces are my peeps. Pisces, Pisces my Pisces mom, my grandmother, my best friend. Yeah, I feel like you mm-hmm. really got the Pisces I mean, Scorpio, connection down. Word up, Scorpio is my favorite sign. <laughs> That's true. Andy has three, like, really close friends who are Scorpios. Mm-hmm. And then your, your dad is a Scorpio. Like, same birthday Scorpios. And my dad, who's awesome. Town. You have, like, a November 3rd curse on you. I do. <laughs> it's a really lovely curse. Scorpios are my favorites, but I have a ton of Pisces in my life. I mean, so many Pisces in my life. My mother. Okay, so it's just, like, I'm a Cancer. We're the mother sign. Mm. Our mothers are extremely important to us. Our relationships with our mothers sort of, like, inform everything. So having a, a Pisces mom is very meaningful to me. My grandmother, so my mother's mother, is also a Pisces. Um... But Pisces rules this realm of um, subconscious. They are the dream people. They're the natural witches they of the truly, Zodiac. They um, have the most intuitive mm-hmm. power. So if you look at like the entire Zodiac as uh, a timeline, which is really fair, Aries are the babies and Pisces are the old people. Pisces are the wisest. They have all of the knowledge of all of the 12 signs pouring into them, and they're constantly like subconsciously dealing with them. That's why they're all and that's why they drink. That's why they drink. <laughs> they drink because they're fishes. They drink because they're Pisces. But um, so when I no I, no 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 shade. No, we love you guys. Zero shade. This is love you guys. We're, this is drunk astrology. We honor you. Yeah. Um. So uh, I guess that Rihanna was a Pisces early on, but I thought she had some fire, and it's true that her moon and her rising are Aries, which is fire. But that lyric. Work, 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 work. Let's talk about it. Yeah. We, we were drawn to this lyric, obviously, because we are dirty and we love to shake our asses. Yep. But more yep. than yes. that... Very much so. <laughs> they like the, the lyric really relates back to our rising signs, which we were thinking about earlier today. I'm a cap. Andy's the sag. And I think, as we said, like our rising signs enable us to move past all that watery... Mm-hmm messy, intense, heavy, constantly being buried under your feelings and your intuitions and your dreams and your fears and your hopes and your memories and your nostalgia. And then the Sag and the Cap are just like, fucking clean up your desk. Get your shit together. Get your fucking computer out and do it. So you're Cap (laughs) rising. So your rising sign, your rising sign is very different from your sun sign. Your sun sign is like what you read your horoscope for. Your rising sign is like, what you take to a party. Yes. The person you are in public. It's um, your first date personality. Yeah. It's your job interview personality. It's the part of you that um, is performative. Mm-hmm. It's very performative. Do you feel like your Sag reflects who you are on the outside? 100%. Yeah. I, I think my Sag is the only thing. My Sag rising is the only reason that people like me. <laughs> I do not no, agree. It's true. It's true. But it's like, <laughs> cancer is, is extremely intense. It's very it's, heavy. It's, it's very intense. It's heavy very heavy. With. 
It's just so many feelings. There's just so many feelings. You gotta have, you have to have a friend who's able to be like, I hold space for this. And I really feel like the the Sag, I think, is the luckiest sign. It's the most lighthearted sign. It's it's interested in philosophy and luck and joy mm. and yeah. travel and um, it's just uh, hmm. It, it's the opposite of Sag. <laughs> it's the opposite of Cancer. Excuse me, in so many ways, and it, it saves me. And it, it helps me, um, it literally lights the fire under me to get things done. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a useful placement in there. It's also, it's also very playful for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could get anything done professionally if I didn't have that placement. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, I've got that little cap rising and I do almost think that that is how I'm perceived outwardly. Um, I do a lot of stuff, you guys. I feel like I'm always on social doing some project or other. Mm-hmm. And I think people see me as a workaholic, and that's true. Uh, but they don't necessarily see how dark and how, you know, I'm Scorpio with a Cancer moon. They don't necessarily see how, like, dark and sad and and slow-moving I can be. So I think that cap kind of... Mm-hmm. It almost almost functions as a mask. It it shows you that I definitely work hard. But it roots you. It literally it does roots root you. But yeah. it also belies some of my emotional reality. So it does ground me. It does root me. It does help me and benefit me. It makes me, you know, be able to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder... Work, 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 work. Like, I do wonder if... I'm perceived more as a cat versus a Scorpio. No. And no. <laughs> no. Okay. I just I just want to be clear, you guys. No shade on the Capricorns out there, but I want to be seen as a Scorpio. Yeah, and you are. In my heart. You are. Okay, you thank are. You. you are. Thank you. Such a Scorpio. Okay. Thank you. Which leads us to <laughs> yes. Who else do we think are Scorpios? So here's our rapid fire session. Yeah. Okay. So the thing that like really started this. <laughs> the thing that really started this entire idea. Is that Lisa and I have this game where we just like throw out names of people we admire who are celebrities without knowing their birthdays. Yeah. And we guess their signs. And the thing is, we're often right. Well, let's and correct I'm not, this. I, let's qualify Andy that. Andy is often right. I can get some moon guesses here and there. You're pretty fucking good. I'm pretty good with rising. I'm, but I fail a lot. That's half the fun. That's, that's half true. the fun. It really makes you think. And that's... It's, but I, but we're interested like in people's moon signs, those emotional, like, hidden parts. I'm interested in rising signs yeah. and how people present. Yeah. Rising signs are fascinating with celebrities. Yeah. Because celebrities are often giving well, their performative, they're giving yeah, their performative exactly. selves. So you don't really see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cool... Oh, God, what was I going to say? I totally forgot my point. Okay, but before we get into <laughs> rapid-fire question, before we get into rapid-fire question, I want to ask you, who are your favorite Scorpios? Okay, so we talked about Albert Camus earlier, mm-hmm. and that's my favorite Scorpio, hands down. Um, of course, Anne Sexton is amazing. Sylvia Plath. Sylvia Plath. Girl. Right. Girl. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Bjork is a triple Scorpio. Triple Scorpio. Which is bonkers town. That's why she punched that reporter for coming after her and her baby. Of course. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, of course. And and why she wore a swan dress and didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Um, but the funny, crazy thing is that we, Andy and I, were actually on a trip to Salem um, 
where I did a workshop and we had like a nice witchy at weekend Witch. at Housewitch. Shout out to yeah, House shout Witch. out to Housewitch. We love you guys. And by the way, if you haven't gotten your hands on the new Housewitch book, it's out now. It is beautiful. Yes, it is. It's like a gorgeous hardcover, amazing, amazing book about how to turn your space into a magical place. And I think that you should definitely get your hands on that. Um, but yes, I was doing a. So we were on a road trip. Yeah, we were on a road trip, and it was. We were just, you know, two or three hours in the car, and I start rapid-firing celebrities off at Andy, and she's really guessing most of them, and it was kind of incredible, and I think that's kind of where we, like, we developed this game, and now we just play it all the time. Yeah. We played on the subway home tonight, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to play it right now for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick three celebrities, okay, and we're going to ask Andy who these, who their star signs I are. very well might be wrong. Don't. Just it, yeah. All right, Lisa. you might be right though, cause you're you're you, and we'll uh, we'll um, we'll double check over here on the mm-hmm. internet. Okay, Princess Diana. Princess Diana. I think we mentioned something earlier. Cancer. Cancer. Like ultimate mom. Tell me why she's a cancer. Okay, so okay, the, there's the idea of the gentle mother. There's the idea of like having to take care of everyone but cancers are also manipulative as fuck like literally a a crab walks sideways to get where it wants to go (laughs) it does not walk forward Mm. it cannot walk forward um i think diana was born into like a certain situation and wanted better for herself and like crab walked sideways to get where she needs to go but a cancer is um is not just a mother literally to the people they birth, but is a mother to anything they care about. And I feel like the way that she took on causes and the way that she cared for people and her mysteriousness and her willingness to be emotional and her willingness to be a proud, um, I like, what's the term for like not being royal? Like her willingness like a to be proud common. Commoner. To yeah. be like her willingness to be a commoner proudly. Yes. Screams Cancerian to me. I completely agree. And another, so look it up. Look it up. Okay, let's see. Again, I'll do it on my phone. Okay. We're another look thing that mm-hmm. I think about her being a Cancer is the fact that Cancer is so focused on the home, and when she eventually got into the royal household, mm-hmm. it felt so completely wrong to her. Yeah. She just felt completely lost and dissociated. Yep. So her home, even though her home was the most famous place in the world, July first. Cancer. 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 What's up? <laughs> What's up? Even though it was like she had the grandest, most well-known home in the entire world, mm-hmm. possibly, she felt like a complete stranger there. And I also... There's so a thing about Cancers. Herself. They have this shadow self that I don't think is ever respected in, in, in like, memes. Yeah. In, like, simplistic, reductive astrology. Cancers have a, a serious shadow self. They can, like, have this entire double life that people don't know about because... A cancer is going to find their depth and validation wherever they need to find it. Mm, that's very shadowy. Yes. Yeah. That's... And it's true. Like a cancer, I feel like one of our um, mottos might, like one of our taglines might be like, we're in an open relationship, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand I will that. go where I need to go to find what I need. As a cancer moon, I co-sign this mm-hmm. idea. And... It's a detriment sometimes. It's a huge detriment, but like cancer has to hit certain depths, and if they're not getting it at home, they're going to find it. Yeah, exactly. And so Princess Di, to me, is like a person who cared deeply, deeply about her family and about 
um, how she projected uh, the like image of that onto the world and would always be proper and would always be traditional and loyalist, that's Cancerian, but had this this shadow self that needed to be emotionally cared for. Absolutely. And she'll find it where she needs to find it. And her it. shadow self was on display, yeah. which probably fed into even more of What do you think shadow. her moon is in? Oh, God. I mean, I... I do want to say maybe her moon would be... I, I think it's fire. I think it's fire. I think it's fire. Like, she is quite... She is quite, like... She's good at performing. I'm looking it up as we speak. I want to say her moon is Scorpio because she does have a darkness about her, but I don't think that's true. What is it? Let's see. Let's see. What is Diana's chart? So she's a Sag rising just like me. She's a Cancer sun. Sag rising just like me. Her moon's an Aquarius. Okay. Okay. Not far off. She was unique as fuck. Yep. Yeah. She was she was a trendsetter. Yes. People base their entire idea on beauty and fashion around Princess mm-hmm. Di. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Next up. Next up. Next, next up. one, we're going to do Beyonce. So everybody knows Beyonce's Virgo. I don't have to look that up. I don't have to pretend I don't know. She sings about <laughs> it. She talks about it. Beyonce's a Virgo. We however, love however, Beyonce's uh, emotional life, moon sign, not Virgo. Beyonce's. What do you think it is? All right. I don't know what her rising is. I can't... Her I rising... I feel like her rising might be like air and beauty. Mm. But her moon... Scorpio. 100% Scorpio. The way that Lemonade... Lemonade was made by a Scorpio moon. The fact that like her husband cheated... First of all, what the fuck? <laughs> if, if Beyonce gets cheated on, like what hope does anyone have in the world? But I've the always... way that she put him through it mm. the way that she articulated every stage of grief it was of a revenge her masterpiece it was a revenge masterpiece it was also like a, a, a megaphone vulnerable and a transformative act but it was also a megaphone for women of color yeah for sure i, I really believe that i i would i would teach a if i was qualified i would teach a dissertation on lemonade but that is a scorpio moon that is a scorpio moon of like you betrayed me how can i ever how can i ever trust you again yeah i i think that here chuck if she's a I'm scorpio gonna, I'm gonna, you keep talking yeah validate keep it. talking i think one of the things that makes it makes her the most scorpio moon is that you know hope hopefully we're both correct um <laughs> uh i think one of the things that makes her the most scorpio moon is that she took the pain and the grief and the suffering and created something beautiful from it all right lol so what is she She's a Virgo sun, as she says. Yeah. Her rising is Libra. Remember oh, I said air? Shit. Remember I said air? Okay. Yeah, of course, beauty. Her moon? Yeah. Scorpio. Okay. Scorpio. Okay. You scared me. Scorpio. <laughs> I was like, were we off track? So, yeah, I think it's the fact that she could take the grief and the suffering and make something beautiful and also communicate outward to help others with mm-hmm. that pain. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. Scorpios get a, you know, obviously Scorpios are like, you're all about revenge, and that's true. We're like, we'll fuck you up. But <laughs> we'll also take that experience and transform it into something that we can grow from. So shedding mm-hmm. all those layers, and then shedding those layers for the public, being like, let's pull back this per- curtain, mm-hmm. let's look at what it means to be a heartbroken woman, have generations of, like, lineage of suffering and pain 
in multiple ways, of course, when it comes to race and culture mm-hmm. and just yes. being with men. Yes. Um, and look, we can survive and we can make beauty from it. And I think that's like so powerful. And that's why I rep Scorpio so hard. I just had a very drunk thought. I just had a very (laughs) drunk thought because I am very drunk. That I think Cancer and Scorpio might be the mafia of Zodiac. First of all, I fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to say the sentence again. (laughs) Drunkenly speaking, I'm stating that I think Cancer and Scorpio are the natural mafioso of the Zodiac. Wow. That is an intense fist. But you're right. No, it's anti-authoritarian. Yes. It's saying the actual authority, the political authority doesn't give a shit about what I care about. I'm here for my family. I'm here for what I love. I'm here for what I believe in. Defend my space. Exactly. Yeah. I'm here to make a better life for the people that I care about. True. And And to carve an identity. If you aren't here for it, I'm I'm here to fuck you up. (laughs) And I've got backing. Sometimes the mafia did really bad things, though. I'm oh, I'm not. I'm the, not. That's probably the Scorpio aspect. One hundred percent not pro mafia. We're gonna get. Nor an, is my family. We're gonna get an email from like a Corleone guy, and they're gonna be like, "We heard your podcast." I'm gonna. Uh, that's an email from my cousin. <laughs> Going <laughs> like, <laughs> don't talk about it. Hey, it's Jimmy from Jersey. I heard what you said. We're we're there for you, girl. <laughs> Rocco. I knew I liked you. I didn't know why I liked you, but I knew I liked you. You're a little woo-woo, but it's all right. <laughs> okay, another celebrity. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Writers. Okay. Writers. Okay. Writers. Let's so do... So we're writers. I'm always fascinated because I don't, I don't know these things. Yeah. But I want to know these things. Yeah. We're, so we're, we're both writers. If you haven't, um, you know, like Googled who you're listening to yet, which is a bunch of fucking numbnuts. <laughs> numbnuts. A bunch of numbnuts. <laughs> No, we're writers, so we're really interested in, like, literary folk. You'll definitely be hearing a lot of poetry, about a lot of, like, mm-hmm. literary references on this podcast. Um, so I'm thinking we should go with, like... Well, we were in a bar today that was really beautiful. True fact. True fact. We were in a bar. We Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's never not true, but... Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> one step further than being in a bar was that this bar had a giant beautiful poster or po- not a poster we're not in a teenage boy's bedroom <laughs> <laughs> or a mid-30s <laughs> fuck up guy's bedroom but yeah we were in a beautiful amazing bar called the Beekman Hotel sponsor us Beekman Hotel what's up Beekman Hotel in full Fulton of and Nassau full of ghosts anyway um, it had a it had a beautiful framed image of Edgar Allan Poe. And so, we <laughs> so looked at that, and we were like, what is Poe? And yeah. my immediate thought is Scorpio. Everyone's immediate. The raven. Yeah. Literally. Yes. The most Scorpio po- poem of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obsessed with sex and death. Oh, my God. Uh, the, obsessed. The, the like fall of the house cas- of Usher. The cask of Amontillado. Oh. The telltale heart. These are, like, Scorpio values. I mean, seen through. serious, like, that's the Costco of Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm looking it up. Okay, look it up. When we get more technological, we'll have, like, a cool, <laughs> a cool noise that happens. <laughs> it's saved in my fucking searches, Edgar Allan Poe natal chart, because I did this earlier. What do you guys think? Okay, we'll give you a minute to think. 
because I am incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. He is a Capricorn. Crazy. Bonkers. But what's his rising presentation self? What's his extroverted, how he shows his face to the world self? Tell us. Scorpio. Exactly. What's up now? Which just goes now? to show how important it is to look at your entire chart. On this podcast, we will obviously <laughs> be looking at the entire chart, and we also don't want to take it too too intensely away from your sun sign, which we know that the you all want to know The sun sign is like about. the filter through everything else. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's how you handle the rest it's of your It's a generalization. It's like, it's like zero sum. What is that mm-hmm. phrase? Like it boils down to. Yeah. It boils down to your sun sign. But yeah. Anyway, the whole point is, it really does make a difference in how you're perceived in the but world. But let's talk about, let's talk about the sun sign. So like everybody knows their sun sign and there's like people who feel connected to it. There are people who are, who don't. Fair. Um, your chart is like, okay, so the, at the moment you were born in this universe, the planets were aligned in the heavens in a certain way, and your chart is like a snapshot of that. Like where was Mars? Of where where was Venus? Was. Where was Saturn? At the moment you were born, all the stars were aligned in a certain way. That's very special to just that one person, and it's why astrology is so much more complicated than just saying like you're a Scorpio, so you like sex, right? Um, and here's here's the thing: is that astrology is like in. It's very popular right now. I have no problem with that. No. I, I really don't. I'm excited that I'm not like a, a freak for the first time in 25 years <laughs> of my life. However, there are like a million Instagram feeds and there are all these memes and I enjoy them. They're silly. They're fun. They're funny. But they're so reductive. Yeah. They're very serious oversimplifications. You're Scorpio. Sex and death. I'm a cancer. I'm a gentle mommy. Right. Who just has feelings and wants to cry all day. And I'm like... No, no yeah. absolutely it's not. It's so much more than that. And by the way, if you guys ever go on Instagram and see like the fashion or the makeup Zodiac things, super fun to look at, but usually fucking always wrong. Always wrong. They give Scorpio denim. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Scorpio would not wear not. No. Leather. Leather. If I'm going to reduce Scorpio, you're leather. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's the proper generalization mm-hmm. I'm looking for. And Cancer's <laughs> always like, you want a fuzzy sweatshirt and pajama pants. And I'm like, bitch, we want silk. Seriously, blue satin. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but yeah, it's it's true. It's there. There's so at least reduce us correctly. Yeah, and like, there's there's so much uh, there's so much out there to do with astrology, and there's so many books being published, and they're being put out everywhere. So you can turn to them and see them in like any kind of major street. You can see mm-hmm. them at Target. You can see them at Walmart. So at Urban Outfitters, which like. That's fine. It's great to have so many people writing and thinking about these things. But I think, you know, it's also important that we have, like, real discussions about how it intersects with our lives. Obviously, we make jokes. We talk about we talk about all this funny shit. But in reality, like, you can look at the Zodiac as a tool for change, transformation, mm-hmm. and wellness. Guidance. 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 Meditations on life. It's the same way that I use tarot. Yeah. Like, exactly. guide me. Exactly. Give me the bigger lessons. Yeah. And anytime, like, you're, you're suffering it's telling or you, going like, through it's something. It's telling you, like, here's the toolkit you were born with, and here's how to work with it. Exactly. Yeah. Work, 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 work. Oh, my gosh. We, we're so good, you guys. Like, we just, everything's connected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get, who are your favorite signs to date? Oh, God. Okay. 
Let's see. We've got a few more minutes left. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna quickly. I'm gonna rapid fire my my uh-huh. my desires. Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite signs to date is Clive Owen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm astrologically aligned with Mr. Clive Owen. Yes, definitely that sign. Hit us up, Clive. We're here for you. I do think that my favorites are to date would probably be Capricorn. So I have a good, very good track record with them. It's your rising. It's my rising. I really like how grounded they are. I like that they can help me get the mm-hmm. fuck out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice. I also really love Cancers, and I've had I've had some shitty boyfriends that were cancers but it wasn't because they were cancers actually it was a whole other slew of reasons but i loved how emotional nature yeah loved how emotional and vulnerable and willing to go there with me they were um and i love aquarius and i know that that's like everyone's least favorite sign for some reason no kidding (laughs) nobody likes aquarius i like that they have extreme eccentricity they don't give a fuck they'll just do their own thing but it's more than that like they are really they are really intelligent and very interested and very mm-hmm. curious and I love that. But I also love the fact that they're like able to completely disconnect and throw away. They're like away. aliens to me. They're aliens. Mm-hmm. They're just like All right, I'm, fascinating. I'm not here for this, I'm leaving. And mm-hmm. I love that. Like because I'm so hooked in and so obsessive that I'm just like, God, I envy your ability to move on. They're and very free. They're the free assignment. I find it very sexy. I mm-hmm. find it like I just want to pin you down and they won't let me, which makes me want them more. So yeah, that's very Scorpio. Yeah, Aquarius, mm-hmm. Cancer, Cap. So I am a Cancer. Yay. And um, and my favorite sign as people are Scorpios, but it's the only sign I've never dated. I have never dated a Scorpio. Thank God for you. I no, I'm so ready. Really? Can't like Scorpios hit me up. I'm here. I <laughs> my love life is almost equally divided between Sagittarians and Pisces, men and women. That's amazing. Um. Sages are so much fun. They just, everything heavy in me becomes lighter with a Sag. Mm. Um, they bring out a wit. They bring out um, a rapid fire discussion. Yeah. They're not as good in bed as they think they are. Oh my God, I can absolutely see that. But God, it's fun figuring that out. It's so <laughs> much fun figuring it out. You're like, it's been three tries and it's not getting any better. Pisces. Oof. I mean... Those slippery little fishes. They're yeah. so slippery. You can't hold on to a Pisces, which is extremely frustrating. I, I, I obviously... I think I think Pisces and Sag most, like, might be the hardest to hold on to signs. Mm. And I'm very much attracted to... Definitely. Like, the un... Like, the... the the unanchored. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. But Pisces lovers, like the men and women that I've been with in that sign, just like get into the depths with mm. me. Like I am yeah. on my basest, most honest, dream subconscious level with a Pisces. Shout out to water signs. Yeah. We're the best. We really like... I'm sorry. Emotional we weirdos. We really are. Mm-hmm. You can just stop listening now if you're not a water sign. Bye. Go away. Just kidding. <laughs> We're just kidding. We're totally kidding. So I love the fire that's lit by a Sag. I love the validation of a Pisces. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I've actually, I've actually never... Also, fucking Leo's is really difficult. I Have you done it? I've had, yeah, my first relationship was five years with a Leo. Mm-hmm. And boy, was he. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I've been with didn't... boy and girl Leo's and... It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a repulsion. And my That's... Venus is in Leo. 
Real, oh, right. Yeah. I've got really no Leo placement. And as a Scorpio, like, that sex with a Leo was just literal fight for... <laughs> a fight for, like, who's boss. <laughs> and... Which is funny because you're you're pretty submissive. I'm a sub. But it was that. I mean, I'm a sub. He wanted to be a sub. So then we fought naturally over who gets mm-hmm. to be the leader and who gets to be the sub. Which, obviously, those are reductive terms, and I don't really mean it quite like that. But um, it was just, it was damaging and sexually traumatizing to... Jesus. Yeah, it really was, to be dealing with someone who, obviously, this is much more than just their Leoness, but, like, to be dealing with someone who takes such a hard stance as a Scorpio does. It's like, they will not let go, and that is that. So, I think Scorpio and Leo butt heads, and I'm not here for it. I just, I never, never really want that. Okay, so this is our first episode. Yeah. It's an experiment. There's so much more to come. I think it went super well, and it's perfect, and we're amazing. We're gonna get funnier as time goes on, because now we don't have to, like, we don't have to, we're past the intros. (laughs) We're past the intros, we can just have fun. Um, we have giveaways. Yes, we're going to have giveaways coming up. We're going to have special guests on the show. So many special, special yes, guests. Very special guests. Special episodes. We're going to have some filmed episodes where you can yep. watch us being drunk water On signs. YouTube Holy and shit. on Instagram TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to have like seasonal episodes. So like once certain uh, sign seasons hit, like we'll have people come on and talk mm-hmm. about that. Like we'll we're have... in cancer season. Let's exactly. bring in. Yeah. And we'll and have ritual episodes. Yes. Yeah. And, and meaningful, like, timed episodes for yeah, sure. exactly. Um, there's so much more to come. Yeah, there's so much more to come, and we really want this to be a safe space where we do have a everyday colloquial conversation about astrology, but we also just, you know, really kind of mine the depths of what we're thinking about and maybe what you guys are thinking about or what's in the news at any given point. I would love to hear questions from people. Definitely. I would love to hear questions. Definitely. Um, so get at us. We're Astro Lushes on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Astro Lushes, just all one word. Yep. Astro Lushes. You can find us. You can also find us on our own personal Twitters and Instagrams, which we'll link to in the caption below. Andy Talarico and Lisa Marie Basile. We're some strega Italian bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to talk with you guys. So, uh, you know, we'll be um, doing this probably on a bi-weekly schedule, mm-hmm. and. Please let us know your signs. Let us know your questions. Let us know what kind of wine we should be drinking. Mm-hmm. And if we sounded really drunk on the last episode you listened to. Because we were. And are. And are. <laughs> Currently. So, okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Have a lovely evening. Sweet dreams. Goodbye.